Yo, I'm Finn. This is Alan Ev. Enjoy. One of those things that came out of it was like training and never having a rest. Mm. So what's like a good takeaway or sort of like thing that people can learn about deloading? Mm. So I think let's say you're really new to the gym, like you've been training for like six months, one year, you probably don't need to deload. Um, But let's say you go to the gym and you're not making any progress and your joints are starting to get sore. You're not getting like, you know, most people, when you start going to the gym, you get to know sort of what the pump is. Mm. Like if you're not getting a pump, you're not getting sore at all. Um, but you are getting sore in your joints and in the connective tissue. And every session feels like it's dragging on. And you, and especially if you can't be bothered to be there, you don't want to be there. You should take a week off. It's going to lead to more hypertrophy in the long run. Like if you're, if you're for there to be, for like muscle to get bigger, we need to, we train and then we stimulate muscle growth and then we adapt. And mm. for us to and adapt, there needs period. to be rest. And it's, yeah, yeah like w- without that, you're not going to make any progress. And if you're just grinding yourself into a wall week after week after week, you're just making yourself miserable. So take that rest week. Like, yeah. So take the rest week. You can even, even like, um, just like, change up and just do what feels good in the gym for yeah. the week or you can just do lighter weights or less sets mm-hmm. and just like focus on feeling good the other mm-hmm. thing as well is like you can look at it on a micro sta- scale as well like like you just said like if you're blasting yourself constantly like at a high intensity or at mm-hmm. like a high loading and throughout the week you know like and you're not giving yourself any rest or any lower days or any like days off to actually have that rest like you just said, bro, like if anyone's listening to this, you're not going to get actual muscle growth. Like it happens yeah. to me all the time, F45. People are like, I'm not getting any stronger or any muscles. Mm. I had way more results with my PT. Mm. And like legit, a few people have said that exact thing to me. I'm like, you know, it's because you come seven days a week, right? <laughs> twice a day. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, but that's, and I'm like, no. More you're doing all better. the work, but none of the rest to get the mm. the adaptations. So that's a good little, good little takeaway there. The second one is, um, and I've, after you talked about this with me, like I actually pretty much use it all the time now and it's sort of freed me from that like strict thing of sticking to reps mm. is training to failure mm. and using like a newer thing around RPE or received uh, perceived rate of exertion. Mm. The newer thing around that, which sort of you've done a bit of work on, a bit of research on, which is um, RIR or reps in reserve. So sort of to prevent that training to failure, having a couple of reps in the bank. Mm. So like, what's, I, what's that all about? You kind of want to think of it as like, let's say you're doing a set of bench press. Let's say you put a hundred kilos on the bar. Let's say, you, let's say you can do that for 10 reps, but on after, but if you, if you try and go for an 11th rep, you're going to fail and the bar will just come crashing down on your chest. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the time you want to try and be caught, be sort of, and this is more of an, a, a more advanced lifting skill. So this is, this is, this is a skill. It's not something that just you learn on day one. Like I'm still inaccurate. But you want to try and figure out how far you are from failure, um, from from failing a certain weight. And this is a, something that takes a, a long time to learn. Um, but you sort of want to think, like on average, if you were aiming to get pretty close to failure, but not all the way there, then I think that's a really good place to start. But you can start after that, you can sort of start measuring it. Like the best powerlifters in the world, they sort of, let's say they're doing a set of three reps on bench press. They'll think, okay, I want to be at three RIR here, and they've got all their rationale for why they want to do that. 
Um, mm. And then, yeah, they can be pretty damn accurate because they bench pressed. Like it's it's harder for bodybuilders because we're usually doing a variety of exercises, but mm. for powerlifters, they're usually doing squat, bench, deadlift, and then some accessories. Yeah. And if you've bench pressed a thousand times in your lifetime and you gain about one kilo when you bench press, maybe every year after you've been lifting for 10 years, like if you gain a kilo on your bench press, you're hyped. That was a successful year. Um, mm. That's 10 years deep. Um, progress gets exponentially slower. Um, yeah. So like they can, they can gauge it way better than like if you're first day in the gym, you ain't, you got no clue and it's going to be really, really hard because it's hard to 100%. differentiate between like, oh, this is burning, it's sore, and I'm getting really close to failure. But you can the best way to sort of figure it out is if you try and move the weight as fast as you can on the way up, so let's say on a bicep curl when you're actually closing your, your elbow versus on the way down if you're, if you're, lowering, yeah, if you're, if you're lowering your eccentric, mm-hmm. if you're lowering the um, barbell on the way down, that should be controlled. But on the way up, it should be as fast as possible. And once that gets slow, once that starts to slow down, that's when you can kind of think, okay, I might be, I might be close to failure. So once, once you can't move as fast. That's, that's a really good takeaway, actually. Like I don't even, haven't even really been doing that. I sort of have just been thinking about in terms of like squat is like a really good one for me. Like it's bread and butter. It's a common movement. Even mm-hmm. like um, probably like I guess like with bodybuilders, like you'd probably be doing a bit of squats. Like um, for me, like when I'm squatting, I'll be like, you know, can I do two more? And like I'll think about that at the bottom. I'll be like down the bottom, like, hmm, could I come up from here like another two times? Like, yeah. could I could I do this? Like hundred on my back. Can I do this two times? I don't know. <laughs> and then like that's when I'll that's when I'll like you know stop or whatever. Um, but that's a really good thing in terms of thinking about like, okay, how fast am I moving it at on the way up? And when that starts to slow down, okay, mm. I think I'm getting close to failure. Yeah. And obviously it helps, you know, if you're at AUT Millennium with your your power readings <laughs> and your speed readings. But yeah. even just thinking about how fast you're going is a really cool one. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of LNA with me, the host Finn Barnett, and uh, it, whether it was me or just uh, another guest that was on there as well, go check them out if there was a guest on here. Um, if you want some more LNA, go to lnav.com. That's the hub for everything that you need. Um, all the Instagram, the social media, the YouTube, the extra stuff, the recommendations, the newsletters, the everything, all the value adds, it's all at lnav.com. So that's the best bang for buck. And if you're an Instagram kind of guy or gal or whatever, uh, checks out at LNAV podcast uh, that's our handle for instagram tiktok um, and i think just about everything else as well so more alanav go check us out at alanav.com see you on the next episode of alanav thanks for listening see you soon Cheers.